You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into one giant step at Sean Morash and Paul Dottino on what should be 30 minutes of a jam-packed game preview for the Giants and Seahawks. And we will get to all of that, Paul. A good Thursday evening to you. And just quickly, Paul, before we really get into it, just to peel back the curtain. By sheer accident, I had some internet troubles connecting for our usual Thursday morning taping of the podcast and it might have been a blessing in disguise because we might have had to rip up the whole thing and come back and redo it at the time we're doing it now because the Giants are active at the trade deadline just not buyers yet Paul hello how are you oh good afternoon Sean it uh, has been a very eventful day one that to be quite frank with you I don't think anybody expected no no and and with that i mean first of all if you're a giant fan and you've downloaded and subscribed to one giant step thank you but i don't need to say hey just so you know Kadarius tony's been traded you know by now if you're clicking on the podcast you know so all right paul Kadarius tony a lightning rod now for a year and a half with the giants certainly a lightning rod on this on this podcast you know dating back to us debating his role in tennessee in week one and what was going on there and well let me just state this in past years, geez, past weeks, if the Giants were to have given up on a talent like this so quickly in a trade, the outrage from the fan base, I know as a fan, would have been bananas, would have been insanity. But it is so funny, the trust that Shane, Dable, Kafka, Wink Marnell, the whole crew was earned at 6-1, and one, that I, I'm almost subtly surprised. I haven't seen one, what the heck are the Giants doing from the Giant fan base? That part of that amazes me, Paul. Well, I think when you consider that Dable and Shane were a part of that rebuild in Buffalo, and obviously that entire organization made so many very positive steps in terms of getting that team out of the doldrums, I think people are willing to say, you know what? So far, so good. Dable and Shane have gotten this team to 6-1. and one. They've overturned a very large portion of the roster. So they've built up some cachet. They've built up some trust. And I think it's very justifiable. And to be frank with you, Sean, uh, getting a third and a sixth yeah. for Tony after the guy has been a mysterious health risk and has only contributed, what, two catches to a six and one start? Yeah. I'd say is a pretty good haul. Yeah. And, and, and Paul, with that, I, I think before we dive into maybe what went wrong or what the future holds at this position and how the Giants handled it, which I thought was very interesting, I do think that there needs to be this statement made. If Kadarius Tony goes to Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes 
and suddenly his heart is into it. Suddenly he's not hurt. Geez, maybe maybe in some weird way for the Chiefs, it becomes Chris Carter leaving the Eagles and go to the Vikings. I mean, he's a talent, and the Chiefs clearly won him a draft. If that happens, this we need this stated today on October 27th. That should not be a knock on the Giants than the way they handled this because I don't think officially that that player that he potentially could be was ever going to happen here because as we've seen now, as we've seen with so many of these guys through seven weeks in the Giants that some of them were thought to be also ran, some of them we thought might not be here beyond this year. If Kadarius Tony couldn't make it work with this coaching staff for whatever the disconnection was, then it was never going to work because Kadarius Tony was not going to outlast what the Giants have building here with Dable and company. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And you consider all of the bit parts and spare parts the Giants have been running out at wide receiver and getting just enough production to continue to move along to get to this 6-1 and one record. And you say to yourself, you know, why wouldn't Tony want to be part of this? Like Kenny Galladay said today when he was approached at his locker, and he was asked about the trade and asked about how he feels with the trade deadline coming up. And Tony said, listen, I've never been part of a 6-1 and one team. I don't know if you guys know this, but I can't wait to get back on the field with these guys. I want to be part of this. I want to join the train. And I believe him. I actually, I really do believe him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paul, you're kind of stealing some of my bye week material because I had some Kenny Galladay notes I was going to get to next week on the podcast because call me crazy. I'm even starting to feel positive about him, which I shouldn't do. But yeah, I, I believe him too. And and Paul, look, it's so clear for anybody now that's watching the Giants. It's almost an unbelievable turn, right? Like people who hated Daniel Jones from the outside, national media, the Giants and all these guys are getting a lot of credit. And the one thing that anybody who isn't even a Giant fan keeps coming back to is, man, can you believe Jones is doing this without these receivers? The Giants are not in the business of just dumping off Kadarius Toney at their biggest position of need right now if they really felt like they were going to get the most out of him. It's not like the right. Giants are turning around now at 6-1 and one going, hey, we're sellers. We don't believe in our own start. No, they believe in the NFC is wide open, and they should believe. In fact, that wasn't more evident than the report that came out, Paul, and if this is not true, you know, by all means, that Dable and Shane spoke to the team on the practice field and said, this is the deal. This is what he's got. Yes. You know, I mean, to I was there. To have that kind of transparency just shows you how good a communication and how good a chemistry this is. And, you know, kind of, again, hey, we've been doing this without him. Let's go. I mean, that that speaks volumes about what this regime is. Look, I'm going to present something to you, Sean, which may help make more sense out of this. It may to you. It may to some fans. Maybe it won't. I, I can't say for sure. I've been telling you since the beginning that the big, big, big factor that has permeated throughout this locker room with both Shane and Dable is that they've been up front. They have been transparent. Everything that they have said has happened. There's been no lip service from these guys. They've been honest and true to their words the entire time. They have tried to build a very strong locker room with teams that will do anything for each other, that will be not only happy for each other, but that will break their backs for each other and be great teammates in every way, shape, and form. 
Now, if I will let you read between the lines a little bit when I tell you that Kadarius Tony, who has, for whatever reason, with whatever soreness he's had in his hamstrings, has not been able to practice. But I think you and I both know there are other ways that players can be great teammates. Yeah. And suffice it to say that if someone does not live up 100% to being that all-in great teammate in all ways, then isn't it the responsibility of the front office to acknowledge and not to let that slide? Yeah. I mean, Paul, and it doesn't take an idiot to watch a giant game and know this. You mentioned that. I'm going to give you two names. One of them, ironically, I thought we'd lead the podcast with before the Tony injury. Nick Gates, Sterling Shepard. Bingo. Okay. Sterling Shepard. by the way, Sean, by the way, Blake Martinez. Right. Did not live up to that obligation. Right. All I know is every time I watch a giant game, Paul, you're there at most of them. Okay. I am at home. Everyone. Okay. Sterling Shepard and Nick Gates are not looking for television cameras. But no. when the when the cameras glance to the sideline, they are their presence is so very much felt amongst their groups on the sideline, all of that. And you could just see, I haven't seen Kadarius Tony, and maybe he is there, but even on accident, you'd think a camera would find him. There was one time earlier this year where there was a play made and and Tony was was very smiley and had the, the little flag and and was very happy. I forget what play it was, but it was a home game. And, and they did catch him on camera. But to be rather frank with you, Sean, I'm around the team all the time. And he is not the biggest cheerleader around. Yeah. And again, all I'm saying is on accident, you should see that more. And I see it constantly with Shep and Gates. So with that, Paul, let's just ask this question. He now is already tweeting out, of course, because this is what players do or malcontents. They go to Twitter as fast as they can, that he is healthy. Now, conveniently, the Chiefs are on a bye, so we would have never known if he could have played this week. Uh, And the Chiefs will return next week. I kind of was under the impression if Tony was going to stay a giant that we would see him after the bye. So him saying now that he's healthy, just to kind of cut through the BS, are we saying that he was never hurt? Or are we assuming that he's acting like the Giants hid this injury? Or is it just, well, good timing? Because by the time he could return with the Chiefs, he probably would have been back with the Giants anyway. Let me put this to you, Sean. You just said a short time ago, the Giants receiving core has been depleted. Honestly, do you really believe, honestly, that this team would have hid something or kept this guy out knowing how their wide receivers no. room desperately desperately needed a shot of big plays. Come on. No. And and by the way, I don't know this. And this is totally, again, this is just my fan mind working. We've seen, right, expanded roles week by week by Bellinger. You saw already more expanded work from Wondell Robinson this week. You know, Kadarius Toney in a piece of an offense that, you know, as you've said, we haven't even seen some of the chapters yet. Who knows how in-depth Toney was with this playbook too, and if that was annoying the team. Here's what I will tell you. Wondell Robinson being able to come back like he did and show over the last two weeks that he was healthy and he was able to produce right out of the box certainly made this trade a hell of a lot easier to make. Yeah, no no doubt. Because had he not been able to do that, I pretty much believe that the Giants would have continued to hold on to Tony and continued to hope that this guy could have given them some production. But thank goodness... Robinson was able to get his butt back on the field and put up some numbers. 